Welcome to today's episode of Quaker State. I'm your host, Jaren. Today, we will be discussing the works and theories of Sigmund Freud. As we dive into the psychoanalytical process, let us take a moment to realize the insane amount of impact that the psychoanalytical movement has had and how it has helped the field of psychology today. Sigmund Freud first produced the idea in the late 19th century when he wanted to bring the unconscious material into the consciousness to better help develop the ego. This would help people become less controlled or likely give into biological drives or demands of the superego. It is based on the premise that if you could get into the unconscious conflicts, you could get to the root of a psychological issue. Yet with psychoanalysis, these, these psychological issues were hoped to be reduced if you could bring these issues into the conscious mind. Freud's work has been criticized and revised many times, yet it remains one of the most influential approaches. Now, to further elaborate on this extremely interesting topic, I am joined today by Stacy Cabrera, who is the leading psychologist on this topic. Hello, Stacy. How are you? I'm doing really good. You know, I'm actually really yes. excited to be on this show with you today. You know, I've actually listened to it a couple times before. Really? Uh, yeah, when I walk my cats, I like to listen to podcasts yes. a lot. Wow, interesting. Okay, let's get started. In your experience, how would you describe the psychoanalytical perspective? Oh, that's a good question. Yes, of course. So I would say that the psychoanalytical study, it focuses more on the unconscious mind rather than the conscious mind. Um, it has the foundational idea that your behavior is actually determined by experiences from your past that are building up or have been building up over time in your unconscious mind. Fascinating. Now, I'm sure you've studied this topic relentlessly. I mean, you are the leading psychologist in this field of psychology. But for the viewers who have never heard of this, could you please give us a quick rundown of the history of the psychoanalytical movement in simple terms? Yes. So I'm sure everybody knows Sigmund Freud, um, which is also the name of my cat, you know. Wow. I'm just a little nerd like that. Oh. He was born in 1856. Freud, not my cat. Oh, <clears throat> you know, he was a distinguished neurologist, and I like to think that my cat was a distinguished neurologist in his past life, you know, oh. cats in their past lives. Oh. Um, well, he was a distinguished neurologist who practiced, um, his practices exposed him to individuals that contained physical expressions of stress and emotion through the mind-body connection and or had pains and a major distress caused by excessive thought and feelings, which was thought of hysteria at the time. He was inspired by Jean-Martin Charcot, which had been had began to experiment with hypnosis. His collaboration with Joseph Burr, so people could remember and recall memories of traumatic events, many things like that that he's done throughout history. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, and could you share any examples of psychoanalysis? Yes, um, so real life examples would be like if a man was terrified of mice, couldn't even be near them, screamed when he saw them, started shaking in his boots when he even thought of mice. Mm, that's like my uncle. <clears throat> so um, if he was like terrified of mice, you know, um, like your uncle. You're right. Uh huh. Well, through psychoanalysis, we figured out that he was actually bitten by a rat when he was a toddler. And it like bled a bunch and it was like very traumatic for him because he had to take many injections and medications for it. Mm -hmm. And through many, many sessions, we managed to convince him that uh, it was merely a childhood tra trauma event 
that it sh just shouldn't affect him anymore. And now he's strong and mice fearless today. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, man, that that poor guy. I know, but good thing we could help him. Right. And uh, another example would be um, we had this woman that came in. She was having terrible, terrible luck with relationships. All of them were short term mm. because the men she was dating found her rather controlling. She would check their text messages and emails without their permission almost as if she felt cheated on or not worthy of them to stay. And when we dug into her thought process and past, we found out her dad had abused her mom and he left them when she was five. What we figured out was that she subconsciously thinks every man will be like her dad and abandon her or hurt her in some way. Well, I mean, all men are terrible anyways. <clears throat> That's why we have cats. Right, I agree. Wow, and just one more question. Sorry, I just find this so interesting. Yes, me too, you know. I've dedicated my whole life to it. Mm, right. Um, and you just make podcasts in your parents' garage, so. Okay, Stacy. Uh, why is this psychological perspective important? I mean, what does this tell us about humans and their behavior? And if you don't mind me asking, Stacy. Uh, what does this perspective not tell us about humans? Well, it's important because it guides psychologists to explain and predict human behavior. And it was just really helpful in the development of awareness on mental health and diagnosis in the early 1800s and 1900s. It really just helped people get diagnosed and properly treated, and it helped us understand the human mind a little bit better. It's, right. it's very complex and intricate and I'm not sure if we'll ever truly understand all of it completely or all human behavior if it's all predictable but yeah it's very important and I hope that we can continue to develop this practice and help more people wow this has been very stimulating mm. thank you so much for joining me today Stacy wow you are such so incredible you are a psychologist by day and a cat lady by night. Yep. And well, what who's to say that's not okay? And thank you to all the viewers listening. Come back next week where we discuss the differences between cat people and dog people. This has been Quaker State. Goodbye. Bye.